Blog Talk Radio. He retired 
right after the match. And you know when I knew I had him? When we locked up, I saw the fear in his eyes. I smelled the piss running down his leg. And then when he realized that the business is not for him any longer, and that has passed him by, and he's extinct, he left his boots in the middle of the ring. He grabbed the mic. He told the truth that I, the extreme technician, is the future of this business. My only regret is that I only retired one member of FBI that night. Not two. So here it is. Guido, Nunzio, James, Maritato, whatever your name is, I'm issuing you and only you a challenge for December 29th. I want you to step in my ring, in my company, in that shit town, Philadelphia, and face the Greek God. Now, Guido, I don't hate you. I respect you because you're one of those guys who never lost it. You're not a drug addict. You're not a has-been. You're not a pill popper of what you are. Someone who's not standing with us. And if you're not standing with Hawk's homicide, and especially Demetrius Papadon, then you're standing against us. 1229, Guido. It's going to be a date in history because that will be your final match. Not only am I going to win and defeat you in the middle of my ring, but I'm going to retire you. And then you and Mama Luke can move down to Florida and open a pizza shop for all I care. Because on that date, I will show you, I will show all the drug addicts in the back, I'll show all the sleazy Philadelphia scumbag fans that I am not playing games, that Homicide is not playing games, that Hawk is not playing games, and that we're taking this company over and we're making it our role. So it is written, let it be told. Out with the old, in with the new. Enjoy the holiday, Guido. You may be your last. And some very inflammatory comments from the Papadon, the Greek god Papadon, to say the least. Um, you've tuned into the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk, and that was the Greek god Papadon talking about uh, the upcoming event, Extreme Rising, coming up in Philadelphia on December 29th. And we're lucky enough here that in just a little bit, we're actually going to have the official response from one little Guido uh, to answer what Papadon had to say. Again, a guy who is extremely focused, uh, uh, touted as the best unsigned talent in the business, uh, not according to our poll on our website, but he is considered the best unsigned talent in the business. Uh, so... Um, you know, calling out little Guido, and uh, we will hear from little Guido tonight as far as what he thinks. Uh, will he challenge the uh, challenge? Will he answer the challenge from uh, Papadon? We will see. He'll be up here shortly. You've tuned in, like I said, to the Ken Reedy Show, the KenReedyShow.com. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, facebookcom Show. On our website, we're doing our year-end awards. This is how this week is going to go. Right now, post it up there. Go ahead and vote on the com for Event of the Year. That's right, Event of the Year. Uh, on Wednesday, we're going to change the poll 
Okay, Wednesday we'll change the poll to match of the year, and you can vote through Sunday and during the run of the show on Sunday. We will have Wrestler of the Year up and reveal Wrestler of the Year at the end of next week's show, the last show of the year. As always, my tag team partner on the other end, Dave, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ken. I'm doing great. I'm ready to spread some uh, holiday cheer for the the TKRS Nation, so let's do this. Yeah, you know, it's a good day. Christmas just around the corner. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Who celebrate? And if you don't celebrate, you know what? Have a merry Tuesday. But uh, you know the holiday season, looking to have a good time. You know, um, just to tell, you, tell you actually, you know, it's funny because uh, spreading the holiday cheer and trying to, you know, it, it's been tough around the the world uh, lately. So trying to get into the holiday spirit has been difficult. And uh, you know, not wrestling related, but I'd like to talk a little bit about something. And you know, it's funny because my life has gotten to a point now where if I ever speak on Anything that's not involving wrestling, I, I feel like I have to say first. Well, not wrestling related, uh, but not wrestling related. Uh, in response to uh, the, the tragedy that happened in Newtown, uh, Ann Curry came up with a great idea where uh, she said, you know, everyone wants to do something and there's a helpless feeling. And why can't we all just commit to uh doing 26 acts of, of random kindness. Um, and, you know, I'm just doing what, my part to kind of spread the word for that because I thought it was a great idea. You know, just do something nice for someone. And, you know, you don't have to stop at 26. But just just let's let's do what we can to make the world uh, a little nicer, a little better place. So um, I thought that was a great idea, 26 random acts of kindness uh, in memory of the 26 victims. And so I thought, you know, I'm in a band. We have a holiday show. We had a holiday show on, on Friday night. So I'm thinking, you know what? I, I should get a T-shirt made up, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll buy the T-shirt and it'll just say like hashtag 26 acts on it. And, uh, you know, I'll buy it and that'll be like my first act of kindness. And you know what? I got I to give them props, but the company's name is Anco, A-N-C-O trophies.com, A-N-C-O-T-R-O-P-H-I-E-S.com. And I went to them because they do silk screening as well as trophies and stuff. And, you know, I was like, all right, this is my first act. And when I told him what the shirt was for, uh, he hadn't heard about the, the movement yet. Uh, so they, they gave me the shirt at no charge. They, they The shirt, the silk screening, everything, they did it at no charge. So they were one up on me as far as acts of kindness. So I thought that was really cool. So. Um, I think it's worth publicizing them uh, for for doing you know, a nice gesture, and in turn, um, I'll, I'll let you know about those guys. So again, it's AnkoTrophies.com. It was really nice uh, that they were able to do that, and like I said, participate in the movement. You know, go out, do something nice for someone. Uh, just random acts of kindness. Uh, maybe rather than arguing with each other and fighting over policy and all that other nice stuff, maybe we can just be nicer. To each other, and maybe in some way, shape, or form, we can, you know, make the world a better place. Might sound a little uh, hippie-ish, but who knows? Maybe we could change the world. You know, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that usually do. So who knows? So let's let's be nicer to each other this holiday season. Dave, how was your week this week? You know, my week was uh, was very well. You know, it's uh, it's interesting that you brought up about the. Uh, the 26 acts of kindness, and uh, um, on Friday morning, um, it was 
you know, nationwide, even worldwide, uh, the governor of the state of Connecticut, um, Dan Malloy, wanted um, everyone to observe an, a, a moment of silence at 9.30 a.m. Um, I was on my way into work, and it was pouring rain out, and um, I, uh, I had to take a cab into work. And over the, uh, the walkie-talkie, the, the speaker from the, 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 the cab company, the guy that works in the headquarters, he told all the drivers to turn their radios off and to observe the moment of silence. So all the guys did that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, we're at the stoplight, and I had the cab driver drop me off at the coffee shop so I can get coffee for all my employees. And uh, as I'm getting out, there's a church next to the coffee shop, and they're tolling the bell 26 times. There's a, It's pouring rain out. There's a man standing on the yellow lines in the middle of the intersection of the road, and there are cars whizzing by him. And from what I heard, he was out there observing the moment of silence for this tragedy, which I thought was unreal. Um, I've never seen anything uh, go to great lengths like that. Um, at the same time, too, after he had gotten out of the middle of the road, there were the lights turned green. The cars didn't move. They stayed there. They observed, people observed moments of silence in their vehicles while the, while the vehicles were running and they were supposed to be moving, which I thought was very, very moving in itself, no pun intended. And then um, I go into the coffee shop, and it's a Starbucks, and I get to the counter, and I order a few coffees, and the girl at the counter tells me that a woman came in before me, just a few minutes before me, and she had purchased the next 26 coffees or the next 26 people in line could get a free drink on her free coffee, which I thought was just awesome. I thought, I mean, it's a wonderful way to pay it forward. Um, as they say, and, uh, this, this, uh, unfortunately this tragedy has brought, you know, all, everybody of all walks of life together. Um, and unfortunately tragedies do that. And I just wish that, you know, we could unite, more often as a nation, as a country, um, without something of this magnitude taking place. Um, so other than that, my week was good. Um, you know, I did my usual, you know, watching the wrestling and, you know, trying to take notes for tonight's show and then, of course, experience what I experienced um, locally um, with this tragedy. So other than that, things, things, are, things are good with me. Yeah, I mean, it just, you know, it's funny because it just seems, uh, you know, appropriate uh you know, something like this where, you know, the, the innocence lost and, and, you know, again, like, you know, can't express how horrific the the event was. But, you know, maybe in, in some way, shape or form, uh, what's happened, you know, we can get a little bit of our innocence back. You know, I mean, kids are just so unassuming and, uh, you know, are nice. I mean, kids learn hatred. They're not, they're not born hateful, you know, over time. So, you know that innocence, that just being nice to people because that's what you do. That's how you should. And that's how we should act and, and interact as a people. Um, you know, may, maybe uh, I'm, I'm going to try to be optimistic. I'm going to say, yeah, we are. We're, we're going to be better people. Uh, let's just just be nice to each other. And uh, you know, around the holiday season, um, you know, hopefully this takes hold. Uh, looking forward to a, a nice happy uh holiday season and wishing everyone out there a, a great holiday season um and thank you again for tuning in to the ken reedy show and we we're excited to bring you the best in pro wrestling talk as you heard at the top of the show the greek god papadon uh calling out 
little Guido, um, and and showing really no uh, respect towards uh, little Guido, ECW, uh, Mama Luke, and right now we have little Guido on the line giving us. He's going to give right now his official response. This is the first anyone has heard from little Guido since Papa Don uh, laid out that challenge. And we are going to go right out to the phones and talk to him. Guido, are you there? Yes, sir, Ken Reedy. I am here. What's going on? Good to hear from you. Uh, thanks for calling in. You know, why don't we just get right to it? Um, Papa Don, very inflammatory stuff. He's uh, not only challenged you, but he's uh, putting it out there that he's looking to retire you. Um your response to uh, the words from the Greek god Papadon? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it certainly don't surprise me. He's a, a young guy in the business trying to make a name for himself and want to move up the ladder. Uh, he knows they have a good business in Extreme Rising. He knows they've been successful in this business uh, for the past 15 years, uh, wrestling a lot of major companies between from Japan to ECW to WWE. So uh, here's a young guy trying to make a name for himself, and uh, who has it better to use? than a, a guy that's made a name for himself. And if he thinks he's going to use me as a stepping stone, which I've said many of times, that's not going to happen. But if he wants to try, he's going to come. And uh, if he's successful, I said, I'm not sure he's going to do that. But if he is, then God bless him. But Ken Reedy, it ain't looking good for him. <laughs> How is it? Just curious, you know, I mean, I know you, you've gone up and down the roads uh, for a long time uh, with your partner, uh you know, some levels probably close to uh, like a brother, uh, where he takes credit for retiring Mama Luke. Yeah, well, I don't know uh, how he uh, ended up with that story, but he takes credit for uh, retiring Mama Luke. Uh, Mama Luke's been in his business a long time, too, and uh, actually he was ready to leave the business. So, uh, you know, he's trying to take credit. He's trying to capitalize. And I give, I'll tell you what, he's very smart. You know, he wants to try to... Um, use things that uh, that aren't true and try to manipulate the people, but it's, it's not going to happen. He didn't retire Mama Luke, and I don't think Mama Luke is done just yet. I think he will be back. Um, you, you keep bringing up the fact that he's he's a young guy and uh, he's looking to make a name for himself. Um, curious your thoughts on, on the level. I mean, look, you're you're an ECW original. You, like you said, you've you've been around this business uh, for a long time. Many great accomplishments in the business. Uh, you know, how do you feel as far as the lack of respect that it seems he's showing towards you and and quite frankly, uh, all of ECW? Well, like I said, this is a, a cutthroat business. So the uh, the approach he's taken is actually a smart approach because that's, uh, that's the way this business is, and that's what you have to do to try to be successful. So, yes, he is being disrespectful, but he's trying to make it to the top. But it's uh, our jobs to uh, to cut him down and try not to make it to him to the top. And, um, you know what, he's coming into Extreme Rising, and he's looking for challenges. And, uh, you know what, he's calling out people, and, that's, that, and you're calling out the best. You're calling out the best in Extreme Rising. So he's going to have some challenges ahead of him, and he's going to have to beat these people that he's challenging. But he's taking the aggressive approach, which I do respect, you know. But at the same time, yes, sometimes he tries to uh, belittle people and act like, you know, like he's better than everybody else. But, you know, his approach ain't wrong because that's what you have to do to be successful in this business. But you know what? There's going to be a lot of guys out there that are going to um, make him learn the hard way. And then if he is successful, successful, then good luck to him. 
I wish him luck because I tell you what, next week in Philadelphia, where uh, Little Guido was actually born uh, back in 1996 of the vision of Paul Heyman in ECW. And um, you know what? You better be ready. You better be ready next Saturday night in Philadelphia. Are you prepared to, you're going to bring all you got uh, to Papa Don next week? Say that again? Say you're going to bring everything against Papa Don next week? I'm going to bring everything and a little bit more. Just come check it out. It's going to be exciting. Wow. So uh, the match, I guess, is set. You versus Papa Don uh, next week. Uh, Extreme Rising. I just say if uh, fans want to get tickets to this event, uh, where can we get tickets? Well, I guess you have to go online and you go to uh, ExtremeRising.com, uh, and, um, you know, that they will uh, lead you from there. Very good. Thanks a lot for uh, giving us a call. Uh, any last words you'd like to say to Papa Don before we let you go? Nah, he knows me. I'm sure he did his <laughs> homework. So uh, there's nothing else to say to him. But for him to say he's going to come retire me and say he retired Mama Luke, it's just another young guy in the business just talking shit. So he better be ready to go. Wow. Well, there you have it. All right, Guido, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for calling. And uh, I'll talk to you. Have a, a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Like the little elf. <laughs> Take care, man. And there you have it. Little Guido answering the challenge. So uh looks like the match is set. Papa Don versus Little Guido at Extreme Rising. Um you know, it's interesting, Dave. Uh, I, I'm curious what you thought. I mean, Little Guido, um, you know, it, it's uh, he was respectful, which Papa Don was not. Uh, kind of saying uh, Papa Don's doing the right thing to make a name for himself in the business. But uh, I was taken a little back by, you know, I thought Guido handled it well. But uh, Papa Don really uh, not respecting ECW or the ECW originals at all. Well, little Guido's been around the block, you know. He's 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 seen guys like Papadon before and, and and their approach and he's right. You know, this is the smartest thing to do, to get a name to make a name for yourself, to get noticed so you could be successful. Um, you know, it, it's better to uh ask for forgiveness than ask for permission and that's what Pop that that's what seems to Papadon seems to be doing. Um, trying to get under the skin of Little Guido and disrespect the ECW brand and the history of of that organization. Um, so I mean, I think Little Guido knows what he's getting himself into, or what you know, what he, I'm sorry, what he's got himself into. And uh, you know, like I said, he's been around the block. He's been in the business for a long time. Um, and you know, that's that that that's very smart on his part. Don't get all riled up. Don't let your opponent, you know. Get, get the best of you and see your weaknesses come out just in, in words, verbally, you know. I just think that uh, he's, he's taking a smart approach as well by uh, by not, you know, overreacting and, you know, hooting and hollering and yelling and saying, I'm going to kill you and this, that, and the other, because, you know, he, he backs up his talk in the ring from what I've seen watching him over the years, so. Yeah, you know, as, as uh you know, Nunzio, Nunzio, Little Guido, James Maritato, uh, you know, he's got he's got so many names. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that, like, you know, he's been around the business for a while, but still keeps himself in tremendous shape, uh, still can go in the ring. You know, this is not a guy, like, when you talk about little Guido, and you talk about little Guido getting in the ring, you're not looking at a guy who's getting in the ring looking for a nostalgia pop. I mean, this is a guy who can still go. Um, so, I mean, looking, thinking, you know, popping on thinking he's going to retire little Guido, uh, 
I don't know. That's that's a tough task. I mean, he's a you know he's he's a smaller guy. He's a cruiserweight type, but he's uh, he's tough and he's been through it all and uh, promises to be quite a match going forward. So uh, Extreme Rising next week, uh, next Saturday in Philadelphia. As Guido said, check out uh, ExtremeRising.com for tickets. Uh, also check out details because you can get uh, it on the internet pay per view. Uh, again, ExtremeRising.com, and thank you so much for a little Guido giving us a little bit of time and officially answering the challenge uh, from the one Greek god, Papadon. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the com, the best in pro wrestling talk. And, you know, that's what we try and give you. We give you a little bit of Extreme Rising. You know, be sure on Fridays to check Check me out doing commentary on NWA on Fire on Me TV and check out the website nwaonfire.com. We give you a little indie taste and we also give you, you know, what we think of the majors and this week was a crazy week in wrestling. Uh it was WWE week on the USA network. We had the TLC pay-per-view. Um crazy week. Um you know, why don't we start there? You know, last Sunday was TLC, and interestingly enough, you know, a, a pay-per-view that is not one of the big four, and as we spoke last week on our pregame, uh, on some levels in some years, almost a throwaway pay-per-view, I thought last week a very solid, solid pay-per-view. I thought all the matches were entertaining, um, you know, they, they were, you know, it's, a, uh, it's a TLC, so you're looking at something that's uh sometimes can lose a little bit because of the uh you know the blood rule but I thought the matches last week were were violent and had some good spots uh, you know without blood uh which was good um you know I thought storyline wise things worked out well uh, I thought top to bottom it was a pretty damn good pay-per-view your thoughts Dave I thought it was an awesome show I mean between well first of all my opinion the, the, after, I mean, looking back on it, we, I know we said on last week's show that John Cena and Dolph Ziggler should have made an event. They had a great match. I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. But I, after watching, I mean, I, the Shield and and, and Ryback and Team Hell No, I mean, that six man TLC match was just awesome. And the Shield brought it. That's what I said that they had to do last week. They had to bring it. And the crowd in Brooklyn was hot. I mean, they were all over Cena. They were they 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 were you know all they're cheering Daniel Bryan. I think he, I think even the Shield got a big pop too when they came out. Um, and then you know you Kofi and Wade Barrett was an awesome match. Um, you know Cesaro and Truth great match as well. I mean the Diva matches were you expected. I mean you had a girl who didn't know what the hell she was doing in the ring, and then you had Eve, and you know that was that was the official bathroom break. I could have done without the uh, the the Miz TV segment turning into a six man tag, and then. You know, with Brooklyn Brawler, but overall, I just thought it was a really good show. And it seems like in years past with the TLC pay-per-views, they always try to put out a good show to end the year. I mean, the first one they had Sheamus win the title, like an you know, upset over John Cena. Then they've had some awesome ladder matches and table matches. And last year, you know, Punk headlined it and won his TLC match. Daniel Bryan won the world title. So I mean, they always try and seems like they have a trend in the month of December with the TLC pay-per-views that they always try to really go out on a high note. I think they have, and I think yeah, I think it's gotten wrestling fans excited for what's to come going into 2013. 
Um, overall, I, I enjoyed the show, and I'm glad that I ordered it because I was going to go to Hooters, but I didn't feel like leaving the house, so I ordered it, and I just I, I got my money's worth out of it. Awesome show. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. Um, again, and, and all the negatives that you're hitting on, um, I kind of agree. I mean, it's funny because I think right now the WWE is kind of they're gearing up, and and most things they're doing right now, uh, they're working. Uh, the only thing that honestly that I, I that you know and, and I know you know people might be listening saying oh Ken's just being biased but the only thing that I don't think is working right now is the Miz face thing uh, it's it's been awkward uh, Miz doesn't even look comfortable with it at times so uh, you know I don't know I, I don't know you know it's like I'm gonna look smug and arrogant but I'm still gonna be a face and I'm it's you know it seems at times he's going for cheap pops. Um, you know, and, and and that match I think was was unnecessary. Um, but you know, whatever. You brought the Brooklyn Baller back, and you got that nostalgia pop. So, you know, that's fun. Uh, the the Diva match was absolutely unsalvageable. So we'll get the negative out of the way first. That that match was awful. Um, again, it was almost a, an insult to the the history of women's wrestling. I mean, it was just it was bad. Um, you know, I mean, it would have been bad if that was on TV. I mean, in a pay-per-view, it just was, that, that's a disgrace. That was just awful. Um, they should have shut the lights off in the building when that match happened. Yeah, I, I mean, it was embarrassing. I mean, what what was embarrassing about it is, to be honest, I mean, you know, I, I bet, I bet you could have brought, like, two women, you know, find two women on, on the indie scene in their, like, first day of learning how to, how to wrestle. And I bet they could have put on a better match. I mean, it was it was really staggering how bad it was. It, it just was was awful. Um, you know that like a lot of times, you know, we watch things and you expect more out of the WWE, obviously. But that that match would have been bad on an indie show. That would have been bad. You know, that would have been bad in an Elks Club with fifteen people watching. It still it was awful. Um, and that's it. I don't want to talk. Like I, I want to keep it positive. So that was bad. Um, the rest of the pay-per-view was really good. Um, the one thing, you know, it's interesting. I kind of agree with you. The Shield match, that, that tag match was awesome. That was a great match. Very entertaining. And one of those difficult matches when, when you were looking at, you know, how they were going to book it. And everyone had to come out of the match looking strong, which is difficult. But I think they succeeded. I don't think anyone came out of that match looking weak, uh, which was great a great job by everybody involved. Um, it could have been the main event. However, I think, you know, ending the show with, uh, you know, uh, the Big E showing up and uh, the pushing over of the ladder was something that had to happen. And, and that's how the image they wanted to go out with the show. Um, Big so, E, Big E. He'd show up on TLC. He'd show up on Raw the next night. Confusing my my Big E moments. Okay, yeah. So the the pushing of the ladder. Thank you. Pushing of the ladder down um, was just they they wanted to end the pay per view with that. You know, what was AJ thinking? What happened here? What that kind of intrigue going into Monday Night Raw? So match wise, yeah, I get it. The uh, the six man tag could have been the the main event, but I get why. Ziggler Cena was the last match because they wanted to end with that that intrigue. So, 
You know, I, I, I liked it. I thought the, the ladder match was good. I, I like the AJ thing right now. Um, I liked going forward how they explained it uh, the following night on Raw. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just liking what's going on with the WWE. Um, I thought Big Show and Sheamus' match, again, was a, was a good match. Uh, I loved I mean, it. was a little hokey, but I kind of got a kick out of the big chair. Um, why not? You know, why not in a chairs match bring out a, a big ass chair? So I thought that was cool. Um let let's like start there and really analyzing uh matches and, and programs and what have you. That's a an interesting program because you've had Big Show go over Sheamus now a few times and they're gonna get another match. Um I mean, is Sheamus gonna get his belt back or are we gonna see Big Show go over uh, again? It's I I mean, I, I've enjoyed their matches, which is funny because if you go back and, and listen to the, the uh, old shows, um, you know, they, they were a program that I wasn't excited about. And I think they put on some pretty solid matches. Um, I was very critical early on. I was saying I'm not looking forward to these two uh, going at it in the ring. Um, but I've enjoyed uh, thoroughly watching the two of them go at it. But uh, it, it's kind of a weird set of circumstances, like how many times you're going to have these guys go at it uh, and have Big Show go over. So, um, you know, I mean, do you think Sheamus is getting... I, it, it's kind of weird. You know, can Sheamus actually lose again? But I, I don't necessarily think it's time for Sheamus to get that belt back. Uh, your thoughts on this program? Well, like you, I was very critical of it at the beginning because, you know, the first match, the hype towards the Hell in a Shell, I just thought it was, it was kind of stupid. I mean, they didn't start it off great by, like, that debate that they had on Raw that was just god awful. I would have rather, I, would, I don't even know what I would have rather watched than that. But then they had that awesome match at Hell in a Cell. It stole the show. It was a great match. It would have been cool if actually they put that in Hell in a Cell looking back 20, hindsight 2020. But, you know, um, and then they had a great match at Survivor Series 2. Um, the chairs match was good. Um, do, do I think Sheamus gets the belt back? I don't know. Um, I mean, I've been reading recently online that the current plan that they have for Sheamus is for him and Randy Orton to wrestle for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania in uh, in, in, in April. And uh, unless Randy Orton somehow sneaks in and gets the title, um, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't have Sheamus um, have, a, have a run heading into WrestleMania with the belt and maybe Orton winning it. I'm not 100% sure on that, um, how that's going to work. I, I really don't know. Um, Big Show seems to be working, and I think they wanted to, I think they want to give him a decent run with the title because when he's been in the WWE, he really didn't have too many great runs. His first run with the belt was basically an accident because Steve Austin was injured. Um, and uh, the second time he had the title, it was quick. It was for like a month, I think. He was, with Paul, he was being managed by Paul Heyman. So I think they want to give him something meaningful. So, I wouldn't be surprised if if Big Show had it till the Rumble or even Elimination Chamber. Um, but I don't know if Sheamus is going to be the one to get the title back because he's had it for such a long time, and people are starting to really invest in him again because he was some he was a hokey kind of you know trying to crack jokes Irishman. He was like the Irish version of Goofy John Cena. And it wasn't really sitting well with people. And then he lost something. And like we've said before, you have that sense of loss. Well, he had that sense of loss, and all of a sudden he became that badass again. He cracks a few jokes every now and then, but for the most part, he's determined on beating the hell out of Big Show and getting his belt back. So 
I do see one more match out of the two. Um, I don't know if Sheamus is going to get the belt, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, the, the title picture surrounding the world title is really convoluted right now. And I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. Uh, like we've said, uh, you know, quite a number of times on this show, you know, when it comes to wrestling, when, when it, they're kind of keeping you guessing, it's a good thing. Um, you know, you got Ziggler in the mix uh, with his money in the bank contract. You got potentially Orton uh, wanting to go for that belt. Uh, you have Big Show and, and Sheamus. Um, you know, it's, it's where are they going to go? You know, it is WrestleMania season. Uh, you know, who's going to have that belt going into WrestleMania? When when are we going to see Ziggler cash in? Does Orton get into the mix? Um, it, it's really interesting, and which is good because, again, you know, you have these belts. And, and uh, right now, you know, I guess after, after ripping it, aside from the Divas belt, uh, all the belts matter. Uh, and so there's an interesting picture surrounding uh, all these belts and, and where they might go uh, going into WrestleMania season. Um, but you know what? Like, we got into a little bit. It's been kind of an odd first half hour, a little extreme rising, a little Guido, some TLC, WWE. Why don't we go out to the phones and, and let our callers tell us what they're thinking. Uh, first off, as always, let's get uh, Tony on the line. Tony, are you there? Oh, yeah. How you doing, Ken? Doing all right. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I saw the uh, TLC show last Sunday also. And um, overall, yeah, I, I thought the show was, like I said, with the exception of the Divas match and Ms. TV, I thought the show was uh, I thought the show was really good. The the, um, the TLC match was, was a lot of plunder. I, I mean, I, you know, that was really awesome. Um, you know, Cena and Ziggler... Uh, they really had a they really had a good match too, you know, and um, I knew that you know it's like you know the uh, AJ heel turn. I saw that coming, you know. I mean, she was backstage or whatever with him, you know, wearing the Cena T-shirt and everything. You know, it's like I kind of knew that was kind of like it's like I knew that she was gonna turn heel, and it's, you know, it's like the whole crazy chick thing is continuing. And it's I don't know, you know, it's like I said, it's you know, it's like now they have. Um, like apparently, I guess Vicky is the baby face, which is like really like less believable than the Miz being a face. <laughs> but um, actually, even Del Rio is not believable as a face either. When it comes when it comes down to it, that just came out of nowhere. I don't know where the hell that. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, Tony, you bring up a good point. You know, I, I did say earlier, you know, that that things are really working well uh, for the WWE, and I, and I said, you know, the Divas, I don't know, and, and Miz's face turn it up, but you're right. I mean the. The Del Rio face turn is is weird to me right now. I mean, it's just and and it's similar in a way because like both those characters, you know, Miz and and uh, uh, Del Rio are like you know this this uh, you know exuding uh, conceit and and arrogance is just uh, the the essence of the two characters and. Turning them face, it's it's just weird. It it it's just not working. And you know, and I've said it before. Like everyone knows, everyone who's listened to the show knows, I'm not a Miz fan. But I like Del Rio. I like what Del Rio brings to the table. I think he's incredibly talented. Uh, face turn. I, I I you're right, Tony. I I, I just don't know where they're gonna go with that. I'm not even sure if they know. It just it just came out of you know, I mean it just came out of nowhere. It was like what was it? Jinder Mahal was ragging on the Spanish announce team, so then he uh, and Ricardo, so then he just comes out and then uh, it just didn't make sense. 
it's funny that you just mentioned Ricardo, Tony, because here's the difference between the between the Miz face turn and the Del Rio baby face turn is that Ricardo Rodriguez is seen as like a comedy act. You know what I mean? He's the equivalent of what Santino Morella is in in, in a lot of ways. You keep keeping Ricardo with Del Rio and not having Del Rio be as much of a prick to him and Ricardo being sympathetic and the people feeling bad for him, that's what's going to help Del Rio get over as a baby face. Um, the Miz, I don't know. I mean, from what I've heard, they, they got him doing a couple of movies. I mean, we saw the Marine 3 trailer, which I, that was my official bathroom break, so I didn't really see it, but I heard it. <laughs> I didn't miss anything. Holy um, cow! It looks it looks really. Oh, bad. I haven't seen I haven't seen the trailer. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't intend to watch. I never. There, I've never there's a scene where Miz is holding a machine gun. Where he, I mean, look, he's supposed to be a marine. I mean, let's just put that out okay. like that's. It, it looked like it was the first time he ever picked up a, a machine gun. It just it looks so. Weird and it just—it's not going to be good. <laughs> but I heard that they're also doing a Christmas movie with the Miz. Like I think it's on Lifetime or something. So they're really trying to ex- get him over super hard as a babyface because of, you know they, they, they feel this. It's going to take a while for Miz for Del Rio. I don't think it's going to take as long. But for Miz, I think it's going to take a long while to be a, be a babyface. Miz, I—I heard that they you know turn the face to like. I think kind of what he said because you know, so when he goes on to talk shows and stuff, you know, he's he's kind of like good PR, so they wanted him to be a baby face going around the show, going on the talk shows. And and then it makes sense. I mean, right now, you know, I, I think part of what's going on in the WWE is they're they're looking at life after Cena. I mean, the writing's on the wall. That's what they're looking at, and you know, having Miz in in a couple movies, you know, yeah, turn him baby face. So when he's out, you know, making his public appearances. Uh, He's a guy that can get cheered when he's on the talk shows and everything. Um, you know, I don't see, you know, there's something about, look, I'm not going to say the Marine, the first one, uh, deserved any Oscars. Uh, but there was something just about John Cena that he, he had a presence on the screen that, to me, worked for that movie. I also thought they, they did a great job casting the bad guy with uh, Robert Patrick, which made the movie... At least watchable. It was an enjoyable action movie for 90 minutes uh, for me. Uh, you know, there's almost like that kind of star quality that I feel like Miz is just missing a little bit. Um, you know, I, I honestly, I'll probably wind up sitting through it. I sat through The Marine 2, which was, I did not like at all. Um, so that we'll see what... That was with Dibiase Jr., right? That was with Dibiase, yeah. That wasn't very good either. Although I, I didn't mind, like, Dibiase wasn't horrible as like a marine type character but uh the, the movie as a whole just was was bad again i thought the first one they they had good casting around john cena and they kind of made sure that cena didn't have a whole hell of a lot of dialogue before there was either a fight or something blowing up it's like let's just let's just keep his acting to a minimum and keep the action going and i think that's what made that movie work um, I think that Marine 2, there was a little too much attempting at plot development, which, with bad acting, it's like, you know, watching paint dry. But uh, we'll see. Um, what are your thoughts, like, Tony, going forward, before we let you go? Um, you know, what uh, the, the championship, the world championship picture is going to look like going forward? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if, if it were me, what I would do is, um, like, the first Raw of, of 2013, whatever night that is, yeah, I would have... 
at some point in the show have Dolph finally cash in among the bank in and win the belt. I would, you know, I would go, I would do that. You know, I mean, as far as when Sheamus goes, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like he's had like he fucked Big Show three times, and he, you know, it's like I, th- I thought they were going to put the belt back on him at TLC, and then it didn't happen. It was like, okay, uh, so, so what are they going to do? I mean, if they do, if they do him and Randy Orton, that is, if Randy Orton doesn't break himself again, because you know, you know, he's out with the. Uh, Another injury, you know. So I don't, I don't guess. Um, as, like I say, I don't know what they're going to do with Sheamus. I mean, you know, he lost clean to a Big Show at, at uh, TLC, uh, TLC. So um, Sheamus Big Show is like, you know, like I said, it's, you know, like, the matches have been good, but you know, like I said, you know, Big Show keeps coming out with the belt. So it's like it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, it's, it kind of shows how like thin they are on uh, top uh, challenges right now. If they just keep putting Sheamus in it. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool, you know, the, the, the title picture's kind of up in the air. Tony, as always, thank you for the call. Um, I hear you're, you're taking this week off from uh, the blogosphere world. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, if that's all right. No, it's fine. <laughs> this is, this is um, the uh, but, holiday week and everything, I figured. You know, he's uh, but Tony is our official blogger. He's, uh, you know, always blogging on the TV shows. So, you know what, he's taking the week off this week, and he's earned it. But check out the com and you can see some of his former blogs uh, on, on all the shows and stuff. And uh, Tony, as always, you know, thanks for the call. Thanks for supporting us. And uh, have a Merry Christmas. Thanks a lot, you too. Take it easy. Merry Christmas, Tony. Thanks a lot, Dave. So there you have it. Uh, yeah, you know, things are kind of up in the air for that that world title picture. I know Tony brought up a really good point. And, and you know, that is to kind of straightening out that picture. Uh, um, you know, I like the addition of Big E. And he is big. And I, what I love about it is, you know, let's face it. I mean, Ziggler's tiny. He really is. I mean, he's he is a tiny guy. Amazing competitor. Uh, you know, we, we've spoken at length that his prowess in the ring, but a small guy. Um, winning the World Heavyweight Championship uh, will make a little bit more sense with a guy like Big E as uh, his muscle. So do we see Big E... Uh, interfered some point, but uh, you know, I'm enjoying Ziggler with the the briefcase. Uh, the briefcase is working for him, but there is going to come a point where like, all right, just cash in already. Um, at, at the addition of Big E and and AJ, and and the, there's uh, a little kind of faction there, I guess. Um, I like it, and it kind of gives him being Mr. Money in the Bank a little bit of new life. But we need to see this guy cash in. Um, Soon. Uh, but I like the addition of Big E. And, you know, I have always been a fan of groups. I, I love groups in wrestling. I, I love factions. I love, you know, in the past with managers having their stables. Love the Four Horsemen, the NWO, DX. I just love groups. I think it's it's cool and it adds something to wrestling when you have at least a couple groups um, going at the same time. Not all groups always work, but, uh, you know... Just look at uh, 3MB. But I do like groups. And it looks like, you know, wrestling kind of has this way of of turning. And there's an ebb and flow to the business. And it looks like now, you know, we're we're, we're getting into a spot where we're, we're getting uh, some groups back. Uh, in, in TNA, we have the Ace and Eights things going right now. In the WWE, we have the Shield. We have uh, Ziggler, AJ, and Big E right now. And, and we also have 3MB. Uh, over there in WWE, so the group thing kind of making a comeback, but um, 
Dave, I mean, your thoughts on the addition of uh, Big E to this uh, mini faction, I guess, and uh, uh, do you like the pairing of the, the pairing? Well, the, the grouping of these three uh, going forward. Uh, I mean, I'm not against the, the grouping. Um, I'd like to see what else happens other than him just, you know, standing there, you know, with an intimidating look on his face, and then him beating the crap out of guys. I'd like to see what he can do in the ring. Um, personally, I've not seen any of his work. I hear he's good. Um, but, uh, you know, to bring up a point, you were talking about having Dolph Ziggler cash in. I wanted to just touch on that briefly. Um, I said it last week, and I'll stick by it. I think Dolph Ziggler is going to cash in his money in the bank at WrestleMania. And now I'm thinking when he's going to cash in or you know, who he's going to cash in. I mentioned earlier there were rumors of, of, uh, of a um, – of a uh, Sheamus-Randy Orton world title match. Well, somehow Sheamus will have the title. This is my prediction. Sheamus will have the World Heavyweight Championship. They're going to open WrestleMania with the World Heavyweight title. Sheamus and Orton are going to have a match. It's not going to be 18 seconds. And Randy Orton's going to come out the victor. Place is going to pop. Everyone's going to go crazy. Then all of a sudden, Ziggler's music hits. Boom! Place goes even crazier. Bigger pop. He casts down Orton and wins. And this is how you set up the Randy Orton heel turn. Because it's been rumored for months that Randy Orton has wanted to turn heel. He just does not feel comfortable being a babyface anymore. He thinks he does better work as a heel. And you can start that slow turn as a heel where, you know, I got screwed out of a world title. I only held it for, you know, they could even say, you know, 44 seconds. He beat Big Show's record, you know. It, and, and that's how you set up. And then that can set up Dolph as a babyface. Because, quite frankly, the, the 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 young males eighteen to twenty five they cheer for Dolph because they you know the, he's like an underground cult favorite you know he's 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 your guy you know and all the and all the little kids they hate him so it's it's like the opposite of what John Cena gets so I think this will set up Dolph Ziggler's babyface run as world champion and Randy Orton's run as a heel um, and as far as Langston goes like I said. He needs. I, I need to see more of his work in the ring, and uh, I'm not against the pairing. Um, and let's just see how it goes because it's still in the early stages right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like it though because, like I said, I think it, it kind of it, it gives Ziggler uh, more credibility, I, and I'm sure that Big E is going to help him win the title. And when when you're Ziggler's size, I think it, you know it helps having that sort of muscle. And, and you're right, you know, it's funny because we talked about and. These things work in wrestling, and, you know, go back and make it simple. We talked about recently how Joey Ryan and Matt Morgan in TNA remind us a little bit of uh, Ziggler, uh, Ziggler, uh, Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels uh, years ago, Diesel and uh, Michaels, uh, when they had their pairing, and uh, Diesel was basically Michaels' bodyguard eventually. You know, they, they separate and what have you. I mean, I think you have something going right now where the easy turn for Ziggler would be down the road a piece. You know, he wins the title, um, you know, and somewhere along the line, Ziggler tells Big E, I got this, you know, I need to do this without your help. And Big E takes offense to it. And Big E winds up going uh, after Ziggler. So, I mean, you could have something like that going forward, um, you know, and that would easily make Ziggler a baby face, uh, you know, moving forward with his character. But I think you're right. I mean, I think a lot of, uh, you know, older wrestling fans, you know, going like late teens, 20s, and, and up, uh, dig Ziggler and, and like what he brings to the table. Uh, 
You know, it, it's interesting. You're right. I mean, I'd like to see what Big E brings to the the the, uh, the ring, but I like the fact that you know you have uh, different looking guys now. You know, like guys that are coming in. I mean, when you, you have their look, and you got guys now like Big E and, and Ryback that are just monsters. You know, just have like just monster looks to them. And you got guys who are in the Shield. Um, you know, you got a Ziggler who's a little bit smaller. You got a CM Punk who's all inked up, and you know he's a WWE champ. You got the the Big Show who's just uh, a giant who's the world champ. Uh, you know, it's 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 really a, a good time for the WWE. A lot of different looks, a lot of different stars, a lot of different styles. Um, so I think it's it's all working right now. Uh, but where do they go? You know, where do we go looking into this WrestleMania season as as we move forward? Um, it's interesting. And, you know, the landscape is, is so different. Uh, you know, the past, uh, you know, close to a decade, you're, you're kind of assuming that John Cena is going to be the main event at WrestleMania. And I'm not saying that he's not. And he very well, you know, if I'm a betting man, I would bet that he would be in the main event. However, it's not as as much of a gimme as it's been in years past. Uh, I think WrestleMania going forward is, is really up in the air, which is exciting as a wrestling fan. And let's go back out to the phones. I think we got Mike on the line. Mike, are you there? Hey, guys, what's going on tonight? How are you? Well, I'm a little pissed off. And I'm, I'm just going to say Merry Christmas to you boys, but then I'm going to have to, because I know we're up against your news again, Dave. I am going to let you do the news again tonight. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Is that your Christmas gift to me, allowing me to do my job? No, my Christmas gift uh, to you boys is is allowing me to speak my mind for a bit. But I'm I'm not gonna, you know, I I got a lot, a little to say about a lot. So I'll just get to it. Number okay. one, number one. Let me tell you something. I respect the Sicilian shooter, little Guido. He is one. He's a great guy. Worked with him on many indie shows. Watched him on many indie shows. Actually, he wrestled at an ECPW event against Shelton Benjamin, and he did an awesome job. Little Guido, love you, brother. Respect to Guido. That's one. Number two, Ryback, Ryback you're a joke. You said that you're, you said what Owen Hart said, it's time for a change. Brother, you're not the change. So get that out of your head. You're nothing but stiff Sheffield. Get that out of your head. And you know what? My boys were at TLC, and you know what they told me? That they heard Goldberg chants. Well, that's fine, because I, it's disrespectful. You never say anything about Owen Hart. You never say you're the, you're the change. You're not. Oh. And it's been a crazy, crazy week. What, what is going on with this wrestling? Um, you got, uh, what do you call it? You got the great Kali, who's a dope, coming out with Natalia. Okay, that's that's another stupid thing. Then you got um, uh, what do you call Lord Tenzai who sucks. He should get off Raw. JT, uh, JTG, whatever. He should get off Raw. So let's cut out the garbage, okay? And let's bring back some real wrestling. <laughs> All right, that's just you, another. You that's just a little, wait, How long you mad? Sorry, <laughs> it's just it's just a little. A little more of a, a rant. And I got the anvil over here. Hold on a second. Easy, Jim. Easy, Jim. I don't want him with my daughter. Yeah. Oh, I'm touching Natalia. All right, Jim. We got it, Jim. We got it. Um, The other crazy thing is 
if I got something on my Facebook because I wasn't able to go to the BWO event, I've I seen it, and I'm sure you've both seen it. Kristen Moore was kidnapped. I, I did know, hear that. But I've seen it. It is on my, my thing. It said this, this uh, shit got real or whatever. It was scary. Bob Arian, okay? Listen, this is for my brother Bob Arian and Steve Hall. The guy's kidnapped um, and scared. I guess Kristen's scared. He must be. I would be scared, too, getting kidnapped by them, too. But Bob Arian and Steve Hoff, okay? You guys are my friends, and you guys are my brothers. The only thing i got to say is, I hope you don't return him, because he's, he, he's nothing but a, a punk, okay? Kristen Law, you messed with these guys. You deserve what you get. Or I don't say you reap what you sow. Kristen Law, your time's coming to an end. Those boys are going to get that back back. And I know what you guys are saying, desperate times, desperate measures. You don't mess with crazy guys. Because I know, because I'm a crazy son of a, you know what. Man, and, and you know what, Steve, off and Bob, I want to be, I want to be on your show. I want to be on the gun show, because I deserve to be on the gun show. Uh, you fit right in, you fit right in with that eclectic <laughs> group, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and we're you're, not talking no oddities here, folks. We're not talking no oddities. We're talking real deal crazies as they call it in the business. Right, and, by, and by the way, one side note, Magic, uh, Magic threw a fireball in Ricky Rotten's face, and that old, that old man, Scott, who doesn't post anything about wrestling no more, all he talks about is, is the Jets because he's a loser, okay? He needs to get a reality check. That's what I'm going to do for now on. And by the way, 2013, I said it. It's my time. I'm definitely... Checking into the I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the wrestling still I'm not leaving everybody says where is he going I'm not I'm gonna be with Magic I'm gonna be maybe I'll be with the guns maybe I'll come out with the off army maybe we'll start our own little group because you know what I joined the revolution. Whew. Wow. Um, yeah, I know, boys. I know. I'm sorry. I went on a <laughs> on a on a tangent, but because no, no, and no, I also okay. I also wanted to get I also wanted to get in my. My raw, my raw rant before I, I lost my, totally lost my mind. But um, I just, I just, it's just been a wacky week for wrestling. I just don't like the, I just don't like what I've been seeing. Um, on on my my Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. But Ken, I was thinking about you the other night because I was like, wow, that's a great way to end a PG show by having Bob Ziggler kissing AJ and and Biggie uh, Langston watching. <laughs> kind of funny you know it was kind of funny and I do appreciate what you guys said about the NWO big ups I love the NWO everybody knows I'm NWO always um, I love it I can't wait you know my, 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 it would be funny if Kevin Nash was behind the whole shield thing because these boys coming out these boys coming out and uh, you know they came out like the NWO used to do when they, they played the music and they came out from the arena it just reminds me of NWO yeah, I, I I think you're a hundred percent right. It reminds reminds me a lot of of the NWO. I mean, it's you know, I mean, aside from using the the moniker NWO, I mean, it's it's like they took what the NWO did and you know they sat in a creative meeting and said, all right, if we were going to update the NWO, what would it look like? And that that's what it is. I mean, it's you know, right down to the promos in the back uh, is is dead on with what the, the NWO used to do. 
And I and I uh, what do you call it? and I and I think it's a great thing. Also, the other thing I caught your um, I caught your NWA on fire on MeTV, and Ken, you did a really good job. And you know what's funny? I got to see Ray Ray Mars, another loser, lose to Kit K- Karua. Another another loser, Ray Ray Mars. It's great. I get to turn on MeTV and watch him lose a match. Yeah, I've seen him lose a match many a time. <laughs> so Ray Ray Mars, if you're listening, guess what, Ray? You suck too. Wow. But uh, but I just want I know it's seven o'clock, guys. I'm not going to keep you, but I just want to wish you both a merry merry Christmas, and um, big ups to all the wrestling fans out there. Continue to, to support indies wrestling, pro wrestling, and uh, you're going to get more from me in in the year to come. I'm going to give you everything I got. So uh, thank you, boys, and just put me on hold, and I I thank you guys for everything. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks for uh, the continued support, and uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. You got it. I'll really support you guys. Take care, man. All right. You know, it's funny because I'm I'm really glad that he uh, he calls like right near the news break because I really don't know where to go <laughs> after that. Yeah, I got the, He's all I got over the place, but I love because he, he brings the passion. He brings the passion when he calls in. It's like a lot of his calls, it's almost like, you know, thinking back to like an old uh, Ultimate Warrior promo. Oh, God. In, in he the, might call again because you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the tough task of having to follow that by trying to read through the news without laughing so goddamn hard. <laughs> it's not always like following, but it's always entertaining and always like it's just kinetic. The The energy that Mike brings uh to his his phone calls you know you like that because it's just it's entertaining um but you know passionate guy about the indie scene uh, is watching his wrestling and you know what he's over with everyone else but mike not a ryback fan to each his own i guess i mean <laughs> he said he, goes, he said he said my friends were in brooklyn they heard goldberg chance yeah so did everyone else on tv who watched it <laughs> for christ's sake <laughs> let's let Dave. Let's try and transition. As always, at this point in time, uh, we get to our fifty-fifty day five news report. Dave, take it away. <laughs> I don't know what to say. All right. This is the day five news report <laughs> brought to you by Mike Ferrara and myself. Only heard here on the Show dot com. As I reported on Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show, WrestlingNewsScript.com is reporting that Chris Jericho and WWE are in talks for Jericho to return to WWE television for a short run heading into WrestleMania season. Allegedly, Jericho wants full creative control over his schedule as opposed to WWE wanting him to work their normal full-time schedule. It's also being rumored that Jericho's reasoning behind returning is to help the company put over the young talent and help build towards the future. Back in November, allegedly Jericho and WWE were in negotiations for a short return during the WWE's UK tour. However, both sides could not reach an agreement. As always, I will follow up on this story when more details are made available. Speaking of returning superstars, Ring of Honor superstars, Star Shelton Benjamin was granted his release this week to possibly pursue another opportunity with WWE. 
Ring of Honor officials and Benjamin came to an agreement on his release after hearing that WWE might be interested in him. Benjamin, however, is still working for Ring of Honor, now only under a pay-per-appearance deal. And since we're on the topic of big returns, let's continue the trend with an interesting tidbit. As I reported last week that badass Billy Gunn signed a deal with the WWE to train the developmental talent in NXT. I can now confirm with you that Gunn is scheduled to reunite with former New Age Outlaws partner, The Road Dog, on some WWE house shows over the holiday weekend. WWE is advertising a New Age Outlaws reunion for Detroit, Michigan, Madison Square Garden in New York City, and December 30th in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, you didn't know? Well, now you know. One superstar who will not be returning to WWE is one Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, who appeared on Ring of Honor's final battle internet pay-per-view last Sunday in a match with Ring of Honor TV champ Adam Cole, has been booked to appear at the Ring of Honor TV tapings on January 5th and a January 19th house show, according to a press release from Ring of Honor this week. According to numerous reports online, Ring of Honor was very pleased with the heat that Hardy drew at Final Battle in New York City, thus moving forward for future dates for Hardy to appear on. And in our final story this week, according to the Express Tribune, excuse me, WWE Hall of Famer Antonio Inoki has converted to Islam and changed his name to Muhammad Hussein, or Hassan, or I... You never know with them. Anyhow, Anoki was inducted by Stan Hansen into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2010 and goes down as one of the biggest stars in all of Japan. Speaking of big stars, Steve Off, Bob Arian, El Rotundo, and maybe Mike Ferrara if he got his <laughs> wish someday. Check him out, The Gun Show, YouTube slash Steve Off. And, of course, Ken mentioned him earlier, Ancotrophies.com. Check them out for all screen printing and advertising. Ancotrophies.com. And there you have it. I've made it through another Day 5 report. Thanks to Mike Ferrara, and thanks to all of you. Ken, back to you. Yeah, we should, we, we got to put a, like uh, just a shout-out to, to the gun show. And, you know, fulfill a holiday wish. Mike called in and wants to be on, on the gun show. Let's like, just... Let's make these holiday miracles happening happen. So if you're out there listening, gun show peeps, uh, yeah, Mike wants to be on the gun show at some point. He's a first ballot gun show famer, let me tell you. <laughs> to get into that one, there's no, there's no need to even write the ballots out. <laughs> so uh, anyway, you know, it's interesting. You know, you're, you're talking in your news, and... Now, let, let, let's jump off from there, because we talked a lot in the first hour about the WWE and, you know, new faces. We talked a little bit about Biggie Langston, uh, Ryback, uh, Ziggler, you know, and, and it's amazing. Like, we're talking about, you know, the WWE and, and, you know, that whole conversation. We really, we touched on briefly uh, a John Cena and a CM Punk, but we were talking mostly about, uh, you know, newer faces. Uh, in the WWE. Um, now you're talking about some big returns. Uh, you're talking perhaps Jericho, uh, perhaps uh, the New Age Outlaws. I mean, you say they're going to be at house shows, so maybe we see them on TV. Uh, I've seen Billy Gunn 
Guy keeps himself in tremendous shape. Uh, you know, he looks like he could still go. Uh, don't know about the road dog, but we know the road dog can still talk. Uh, definitely a, a, a tag team that can help to put uh, not only another tag team over, but uh, the tag team division. Uh, a team that, you know, quite frankly, uh, is probably a top ten tag team all time. Uh you're looking at perhaps a, a Brock Lesnar coming back. Um, and we obviously are looking at The Rock coming back for uh, the WrestleMania season, as well as perhaps Triple H. Uh, it seems like we're going to see The Undertaker again. So when we start looking at the opening of 2013, as we move fast forward, foot on the pedal, going forward, 100 miles an hour, and we're looking at WrestleMania season blowing the doors off the wrestling world. It is setting up to be quite a WrestleMania season and quite a WrestleMania, barring any significant injuries to the main players. You know, I know every year we hear it all the time. Every year going into WrestleMania, it's this is shaping up to be the biggest WrestleMania of all time. Blah, blah. And after WrestleMania is over, last night we had the greatest WrestleMania of all time. I mean, I get it. You know, they, they WWE lives in the land of hyperbole. Um, and they are always overselling their crown jewel, their their main event of their entire year. However, could this be one of the best of all time? Is this shaping up? To be perhaps the best of all time. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the last time where I was not not for the event specifically, but this excited to see how the season shapes up uh, between the the young and the and the older. Uh, we're obviously in a state of flux, and uh, who knows where this this. WrestleMania card is going to go, but as I I look at everything, I'm I'm pretty excited, Dave. Uh, I mean, what do you think? Oh, I'm very excited for it. I mean, last year I would I would rank last year's WrestleMania in Miami as being one of the greatest of all time. I mean, overall the the card was solid. The build up towards all the matches were great. Of course, you had Rock and Cena, which was a year build up um, on social media alone, let alone you know the 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 time they had on television. Um, but this year, I mean, with all the names that are possibly going to be a part of it, and then the new names that are out there now, like guys like The Shield and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan really came into his own after last year's WrestleMania with that 18-second loss. I mean, in my opinion, he had a better year than Sheamus, and Sheamus was the world champion for most of the year. So with all these young guys that are, you know, really starting to break out, like uh, Damian Sandow and Cody Rhodes, and you got The Shield and Daniel Bryan and, you know, all these names. I mean, how are you going to find a spot in the card for all these guys? It's going to be it's going to be difficult, but, you know, I, I look forward to WrestleMania every year. I'm especially looking forward to it. And plus, it's in the Northeast. It's a New York crowd, and New York crowds are always, always pumped up for wrestling. So it should make for an interesting and exciting WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean let's let's talk about that. Let's I mean let's do you know let's talk about what this season's going to look like and and uh, 
you know, perhaps, I mean, you know, do a little fantasy booking. Um, but, you know, we have the Royal Rumble, so we're going to know someone's getting a title shot coming out of the Rumble. Well, we know The Rock is getting a title shot at the Royal Rumble event. Um, so those things we know. Uh, you know, it's and, and they've done a real good job. You know, my gut, if I had to, to bet, uh, is that The Rock's going to win the title at the Rumble. But what I'm thinking, I would not be surprised if Punk wins. And they, they kind of, you know, or, or some screwy finish or, you know, the... the you know, somehow uh, Punk walks out of there with the title. Um, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, again, betting man, I bet on The Rock, but would not surprise me. It would add a lot of intrigue uh, for the season. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's You're right. With all the people coming back, I mean, it, let's just play it out. If Jericho's coming back, if everyone we think is coming back. So we're going to see Taker, Triple H, Jericho, the New Age Outlaws, uh, all those guys, and The Rock will all be back for WrestleMania. And we also know that you figure Orton, Sheamus, Big Show, Punk, Cena, uh, The Miz, Team Hell No, all, all those guys as far as being around now will probably be part of WrestleMania. Ryback's going to be a part of WrestleMania. The Shield is going to be part of WrestleMania. Ziggler. Uh, is going to be a part of WrestleMania. Um, you're right. I, I mean, do we have to have uh, WrestleMania Part 1 and 2 and put, like, two <laughs> events in successive weeks? A uh, lot of people being involved. I mean, do they slight someone? Do they, uh, you know, not put the shield on the WrestleMania card, and that's part of their thing, you know, they're, they're not being respected? Uh, I don't know, but... Uh, a lot of stars, a lot of star power, a lot of future stars uh, going forward into this WrestleMania. Um, you know, I, you're right. I mean, where do you where do you stick everybody? It's tough. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've thought of some ideas on what they could do. I'd like to, you know, everyone wants, everyone's been talking about a possible Rock versus John Cena two for the title, and I mean, it would work well in the story that you know the second match being more important for the title. Um, but I would personally like to see. And it's been rumored that it, that it just started this week that they want to do Rock, Punk, and Cena for the title and a triple threat. I mean, I've heard rumors of CM Punk versus The Undertaker. Um, I've heard rumors of Ryback versus The Big Show. Um, and I just I mentioned in the news report Jericho. Jericho wants to help put over the young talent. And you know, it, it's interesting that you know that 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 that, that news came about because you know I was thinking of a, of a scenario. You know, there's a certain individual who they've been really pushing and want to make a big main event player, and he happened to be on. He happened to be the season one of you know, winner of NXT, the former leader of the Nexus, Wade Barrett. Chris Jericho was his coach. I mean, you have that student versus teacher kind of care, kind of storyline aspect that you can go with those two if Jericho really wants to help build towards the future with the young talent. Um, Undertaker, where does he go? I mean, uh, you know, there's talks of him and Brock Lesnar. There's talks of The Rock and Brock Lesnar. Possibly Brock Lesnar costing The Rock the title. I mean, uh, you know, there's a rumor. The the one match that's kind of set in stone for the most part from what I'm hearing is Triple H and Brock Lesnar in a rematch. Um, I mentioned it last week. I I mean, I, I, I could care less to see it. Um, but it looks like that's where they want to go right now. Um, it's what makes sense. 
Lesnar took out Hunter. He hasn't wrestled since. Hunter's going to come back, get his revenge, bing, bang, boom. Um, we might have a Shawn Michaels sighting, you know, in Hunter's corner because Lesnar took him out too. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways they can go with it. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just looking forward to the entire whole season, the build up towards it. Royal Rumble, who's going to win the Royal? There's a rumor that Sheamus might win the Royal Rumble again, from what I'm hearing. But you know, who knows? I mean, they they like to give it to somebody different so that they can have that catapult them into the main event. I mean, what if they? gave it to, I don't know, Daniel Bryan, or what if they gave it to a Wade Barrett, or, you know, I mean, I don't know. But overall, I just think it's, I, I think heading into WrestleMania in April, we're going to see some interesting things. We always see some good stuff for WrestleMania season. That's when the writing's at best, but I, I think I think we're going to be guessing a lot as to what's set to take place. We might even see some things unfold, but then it might change. I mean, they've been known to, in, like, you know, mid-swing of WrestleMania season to, to switch things up. If you remember, uh, about, you know, almost four years ago, Edge won. Edge was in two elimination chambers. He lost the WWE title in one and then won the World Heavyweight title in another, and they switched things up, and they went with Orton and Triple H and then Edge, Cena, and Big Show. So, I mean... It, it, it makes for exciting wrestling and television, and that's what I'm looking forward to most, more than anything. It's interesting. You know, let's let's try and dissect this a little bit going forward. And one of the names, and, and it would work if that's uh, if they wanted to use Jericho in that way, but a Wade Barrett. And here's a guy that talk about having an injury at a really, really inopportune time because – in this man's humble opinion, I think that he was uh, really on his way to a main event status. And now he's, I think he's got a lot of talent. I think he cuts a real good promo, and he's gotten a lot better in the ring. Um, but he's a guy that right now might be a little bit lost in the shuffle. Um, I like that they used him in a way to really, like I said earlier, you know, all these belts matter now. Uh, Kofi Kingston beating Wade Barrett helps to make uh, Kofi Kingston a, a legit IC champ and to make the championship itself legit. So, uh, you know, I like that aspect. But a guy who's kind of been, been lost in the shuffle, a, a guy who, uh, you know, may have been the heir apparent to uh, main event status, uh, kind of knocked down a few pegs. Uh, and, you know, it's a tough business. And this is what happens. And, and I'm sure Barrett would... You know he's not crying in in his uh, his cereal. You know he's uh, you know it's the way it is, and you got to kind of pick yourself up. Uh, but uh, for guy, if you could look at a guy who uh, you know getting injured at a really bad time, uh, he was on his way up. And um, you know a program with Jericho, teacher versus pupil, going into WrestleMania it might be just what the doctor ordered for uh, a Wade Barrett to kind of put him back up in uh, at least being considered in a. Uh, main event status. You know, I'd like to go to our Facebook page and hear, you know, what our fans uh, like to say. And I, and I thought it was interesting because we had asked this week, uh, you know, as far as the, the uh, you know, youth movement right now, who are some of the guys that you could see as a bona fide WrestleMania main eventer? And it's interesting because a lot of it, you know, we're talking about this new blood movement. Uh, Steve Off, a guy in the business. Uh, Ryback, Cesaro, Kofi, Rollins, Ambrose, uh, Rhodes, and 
made sure to write not Sincara. Uh, Chris uh, Gallinari wrote Reigns and Ambrose. Uh, Scott Greenbaum gave us Ambrose or Ziggler. Vladimir Joseph said Vladimir Joseph. Uh, Anthony Charles Buchanan, uh, Ziggler, Ambrose, and he's tempted with Seth Rollins. Um, Justin Rosenbluth uh, just wrote, what's future? Uh, That's not now, but later. And Tony wrote, uh, Wade Barrett, Cody Rhodes, and Dean Ambrose. So a lot of people looking at Ambrose as a future main eventer. Um, It's interesting because my opinion, uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody I would, quote, bet the farm on as of yet. I like what I've seen out of all of them. I uh, like Ambrose. I'd probably, if I had to pick one that I'd bet the farm on, I'd probably go with Rhodes uh, as a future main eventer. But I think Barrett was one of those guys that was earmarked to be a main eventer and uh, inopportune uh, injury. So I think a program with Jericho would work really well. Uh, you know, where uh, if only for the spot, I'd love to see Ryback versus Big Show. And, you know, maybe they don't attach a belt to it. So you just have those guys, uh, you know, going at it. Do they, do we do a uh, – do we go back and, and do a uh, brand versus brand, uh, SmackDown versus Raw kind of thing with Ryback versus Big Show? You know, who knows? But uh, however they get those two in the ring, uh, it's enough for me to, you know, just to get that WrestleMania moment. Um yeah, it's, it's like trying to fit everyone in going into the season, but it, it's great having uh, all these question marks. I agree with you. I'm not the biggest fan of another Triple H versus Brock, uh, but it does make sense. Uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan. Um, and and what we're all reading, what you're reporting, is that that's, that's one of the only things that's kind of set in stone. Uh but again, you know, things can change. I really do – if Rock wins the belt, I like the idea of CM Punk versus Undertaker. I think it fits in nicely with uh, CM Punk's uh, respect thing. Um I think it would make things really interesting for the crowd because you're going to have a lot of punk fans, but you know you can't be a wrestling fan and not respect the Undertaker. Uh, so it'd be an interesting interesting to see how the crowd reacts to those two guys. I have no doubt they put on a hell of a match, and uh, you know there was a, a locker room story years ago that. Uh, you know, that that Undertaker and CM Punk kind of had words uh, that uh, Taker was was not happy about how uh, Punk was dressing and, and carrying himself. And, so, you know, when you're the man in the company, you have to carry yourself a certain way. And, uh, again, this is all rumor and, and conjecture, so who knows what's true and what's not. But uh, the rumor was that Punk kind of snapped back at Taker and said, well, look at John Cena. He wears jorts. I mean, why can't I wear what I want to wear? And uh, that was not looked on favorably by the locker room or, uh, you know, obviously uh, Undertaker. So, you know, do they play up that angle that, uh, you know, you, to get respect, you got to give respect. And uh, 
you know, Taker kind of, you know, the most respected guy in the business going after, you know, a wrestling the guy who is is begging for respect from uh, everyone in the business. Uh, uh, those two guys, I, I, I would enjoy seeing that match, and I think it makes a lot of sense. And personally, this wrestling fan, I think the streak at this point needs to continue forever and ever. Um, but I think with a guy like Punk, it does add a little bit of intrigue as far as where the streak would go. Would they actually let Punk be the guy that breaks it? Uh, there's a little bit of a question mark for me. I, you know, Brock Lesnar works storyline-wise if they go into uh, him versus Taker. However, you know, there's no reason for Brock to break the streak. It doesn't work going forward in the future as far as, uh, you know, Lesnar's a part-timer. It, it makes no sense for him to be the one to break the streak. So for me, there's, there's not a lot of suspense as far as the result of that match. Uh, Taker versus CM Punk and, and a program such as that going into WrestleMania could be very interesting, Dave. Yeah. Um, I've, heard the, I've even heard rumors that if they do have Punk versus Undertaker, that it's a possibility they might do it for the title, um, you know, streak versus title, to make that match even bigger. Um, in years past with Undertaker, especially the last four years, it's just been about the streak. Or, you know, he had the match with Shawn Michaels in uh, Phoenix in uh, 2010, and that was streak versus career. Um, you know, this past year it was the streak, but it was also, you know, inside Hell in the Cell. Um, so I think that, like, I think I think the I think for most fans the streak itself I mean it's a big deal but when that when all when that's all when when that's the only thing that's on the line I could probably pull most wrestling fans and they would say oh well Undertaker's gonna win it because he wins every year you know he's unbeatable but if you were to do something like streak versus the title CM Punk versus the Undertaker most fans would probably say, ooh, wait a minute, I don't know how I can pick that because, or at least, you know, smart fans, they can say, well, they can't have Punk and the streak, but they can't have Undertaker win the title because he's a part-time guy. You know, he's a, he's a WrestleMania guy, basically. So I think, I think that would be more intriguing um, if they did the streak versus the title. And then have, you know, Undertaker stick around for another month and he could drop the title to somebody else if, if they wanted to. Um, but if they were to ever end the streak, and we could have this conversation over and over again, we probably will you know, on future episodes of this show heading into WrestleMania season as, as close as we get to April 7th. But if that streak ends, and especially the way they've humanized Undertaker in the past few years because of his physical health. Everyone knows he's banged up bad, but he's in good enough shape to do another match each year. So I, I think they want to just keep him for WrestleMania and maybe, maybe little appearances. But they've humanized him with, with him being taken to the limit in matches against Shawn Michaels and Triple H, and then you put him in there with a guy like CM Punk. I mean, if they end the streak depending on who it is, then you'd have to retire Undertaker, in my opinion. Because he couldn't go forward with with more WrestleMania matches 
you know, when especially when his matches are based on a streak, a winning streak that he has. You know what I mean? And if he's not going to work any other time of the year, then if he goes out at WrestleMania and loses, I mean, in some cases, it's good for the hero to lose. I mean, I look at Undertaker as like the 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 the, the dirty Harry of the WWE. You know what I mean? Like he's got that such that respect. You know the, the from, from from you know everybody in general and. And, I mean, if he were to walk away and lose, I mean, to me it wouldn't be a big deal. It would be like, okay, well, you know what, somebody finally got the big dog, and now they're the big dog. But if he were to walk away as, you know, one of the greatest of all time with his streak intact, it wouldn't bother me either. But I just would like to see a little more intrigue in going into his match with whoever he's wrestling. As a, you know, because, like I said, years past, it's just been about the streak. You know what I mean? Add add a little more to it so that if he does win, at least you get people thinking, oh, well, damn, they almost had, you know, we almost thought he was going to lose. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's just my personal feelings on it. Yeah, yeah, I, and I hear what you're saying. I, I, I'm okay with it just being the, the streak again. And I I don't think they would do the title just because, because of The Rock being back. And if you give that match – it's the streak plus the WWE title, then then that's your main event, and the the Rock is going to get the main event, whatever it is, and uh, you know if it's not the title and he's not going after the streak, um, you know it kind of puts the Rock as like a, a second fiddle. So um, no, I don't think they'll go that way, but I I you know I'd like to see those two because I think even with the title it adds a little bit of intrigue because. You know, Taker has been has gone on record as saying that he's wanted to kind of pass the torch and let the streak end. I, again, I don't want to see it. I I think at this point, uh, you know, I'd like to see him retire uh, with the streak intact. And, you know, you're right. I mean, Taker's done at that point. Once that streak is over, you know, he's finished. And look, he's look with the injuries and everything, he's pretty close to being done anyway. But I would guess, you know, Probably that you know, if he, try and push it and get to to the big WrestleMania 30. So, uh, no, I don't know. I I just want to see the, the streak intact. I mean, I I just don't want to see him lose it. But you know, I, I as you know, if there was anybody that it would make sense right now, um, you know, Punk would probably be the guy. Uh, so you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that at WrestleMania if you slot in. You know, look at us booking WrestleMania already. Um, you know, uh, I it's Don't fun. Don't listen, Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fun. Like when, when you know John Cena and Rock. It's interesting that you said you know uh, Cena Rock too, and it's it's weird for me too because you know, and, and we've talked at, at length on the show, and, and both of us not Cena haters. Um, we like what he brings to the table, and I really wanted to see Rock Cena too. Uh, but it's interesting now because they are phasing, it seems like they're phasing Cena out. They're looking at life after Cena. Um, you know, I don't know if Cena Rock 2 is necessary or, uh, you know, if they need to go in that direction. I will say this, though, and they might do it, and I know, you know, it might be a good match. I'm not a big fan of the triple threat matches for especially the WWE title. Um, I don't want to see that. I if if The Rock is coming back, and The Rock is is going to be in the title picture, 
At WrestleMania, I want The Rock one-on-one with someone. I want mano-a-mano. I don't want to see a, a triple threat match. Um, I'd, I'd rather see that, and especially if John Cena's involved. Because I, to me, if, if you're going to put John Cena and The Rock in the ring again, and it's it's a, a you know kind of a rematch, like to, to put a third person in there, it's just kind of, I don't know. To me, it would take away from it, and it would also take a little bit away you know, CM Punk has done a you know a really nice job, obviously, at building himself up. If Punk was the third member, um, you know, I mean, that might be his thing. I'm being lost in the shuffle because it was kind of, but that would, you know, it kind of almost sound like you know he's doing Miz's thing from a couple of years ago, and uh, you know, uh, The Rock and Cena were going back and forth, and Miz had the WWE title and was like, hey, everyone's forgetting about me. It's all about The Rock and Cena. Um, I, I don't know if I if I want to see that um interesting take and and i had heard you know you tool around the uh the internet and you you see rumors and and conjecture and uh you know people thinking well you know what could be on tap for certain guys here's an interesting thought and i'm not necessarily thinking i i agree with it but uh speculation by a, a wrestling fan out there that uh could it be could in fact going forward that we get a big reveal that The Rock, because he wants to face CM Punk, he wants to face the longest reigning WWE champ of the modern era, which I'm I'm kind of curious when the modern era started. Um, but whatever, he's the longest reigning champ of the modern era. Um, you know, that, that Rock wants to face Punk. So the reason why the Shield has been saving CM Punk is that The Rock is the secret leader of the Shield. Intriguing, perhaps? Interesting, maybe? Definitely a swerve? But is it likely? Or even a consideration? What do you think, Dave? No, I don't think so. I... I... I, I don't. I really don't. I mean, the only way I could see that happening, I mean, I really don't have any words for it. I just don't, I just don't think it's possible. I mean, I, I I understand the, you know, I mean, we've talked about it before with the, the, the NWO factor, and it would be perfect in a sense because Rock is a big name, and you had these three guys, they were like the Shield of like the Outsiders, and then they formed this group, and I mean, I just don't. I just don't see it happening. That, that's just that's just my personal opinion. I'd be shocked, and it would probably turn. It would probably let's just put. If they're going to do a big reveal like that, and have them be a part of a group, then Rock can't be gone all the time. In my opinion, he can't. He's got to be there to help facilitate that and help get those guys over. Just, that's just my opinion. I just don't see it happening. I mean, I understand that, you know, when we get to New York, it, you know, at WrestleMania or Jersey, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 it's New Jersey, really, but it's a, it's, a, it's a New York crowd, you know, New York, New Jersey crowd, and those crowds are always tough, and they know that Rock's leaving, you know, after WrestleMania. They'll probably boo him, in my opinion. I mean, even though he worked the Garden last year at Survivor Series, they'll get, you know, he, he'll, get, he'll get a mixed reaction, I should say. I won't go as far as saying boot. I mean, if if 
they wanted to go that route with the rock and the shield, um, you know, that maybe it would work in a sense, especially in the setting of where, you know, WrestleMania is and, you know, the audience can, you know, go along and, 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 and have a real reason to boo the rock. Um, I don't know. I, just, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, there's nothing else I can say. I, I really don't know what to say. It's fine, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting take, and I like when fans kind of throw out, like, you know, outlandish things. I mean, who knows? It would be a, a huge – I mean, to me, like, we're talking about throwing together WrestleMania and, and how the WrestleMania season's going to unfold. Um, that turns everything on its ear uh, because it kind of makes The Rock coming back as a heel. Uh, does it all of a sudden make CM Punk a face? Um, it would be weird. I don't see it happening either. If it did, it's a total, you know, revamping of the NWO. I mean, you know, you got the the, the Shield as the Outsiders, Rock as Hogan. Uh, it, it's just a total like revamp. Which I mean, it would work. Um, but you're right. You know, if if I heard that the Rock was signed on and he was going to do at least a number of dates over the course of 2013, I'd love to see how something like that could unfold. But. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see that happening either. Um, I think there are a lot of other uh, secret leaders that we could hear about. I, I hope we have something. I mean, I like what these three are doing right now, but um, it would be nice if, uh, you know, maybe there's a veteran or something that's uh, pulling the strings. It would add a little bit of intrigue. Um, because right now it's just, and again, I, I'm saying I, I like what they're doing. But when you when you start to look forward, you know, you start to ask, well, why? Like, and why are these guys, you know, what is their, their end game? Are they just going to, are they just always going to wear these black outfits and pop up out of the, the stands and just beat up faces? You know, is that what these guys are all about? Like, you know, why is it? I mean, I know that they, they're supposed to be fighting injustice, but why? You know, why is that? Um, so, you know, again, wrestling when you're going week to week and you got to have, you know, no off season and you got to have something new each and every week. It's amazing how quickly things can go from being fresh and exciting and new to being old and repeated. Uh, so, you know, those guys, and, and that's my feeling actually on Ryback. I mean, I love what Ryback's bringing to the table right now. And as much as Mike didn't like it, I kind of liked the Owen Hart reference. I, I thought it was good for a guy like Ryback uh, to reference, you know, a former star. And, and uh, you know, a guy like, I mean, everyone thinks fondly of Owen Hart. I I, I liked it. I thought it was a, a classy move on Ryback's part. And I, and I thought that, you know, the uh, I wasn't crazy about the Slammies. Uh, you know, I liked uh, the end of Raw, but, uh, you know, and I, I liked the... Nostalgia pop that you, you got from some of the guys, and you know, obviously, I like the flair uh, sighting, but I will agree with Mike. I thought the the Tensai thing was uh, kind of weak uh, with Santino. I don't know what they're doing with Lord Tensai, um, but I liked what Ryback did in, in mentioning Owen Hart. But you do wonder going forward. You know, Ryback's matches are, are kind of similar. Uh, how long? Does does he go and 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 is it interesting? Uh, you know, we talked about future main eventers and his name came up. You know, when you project out to like WrestleMania 30, does Ryback's character evolve in a way where he can be a, a long-term bona fide star? 
and uh, you know, you know, making a long story longer. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm looking at with the shield. Like, where where is that end game? You know, why is this? Why are they, you know, so against the quote injustice uh, going on in, in the WWE? Um, you know, how many times are we going to see the, uh, you know, the three-person powerbomb? I mean, again, and I like it. It's just, you know, the writing's on the wall. You know, I always go back to, you know, the Attitude Era, which is, is remembered with such fondness. And, and sometimes I think it's remembered, uh, you know, with rose-colored glasses. I mean, there was a time where every week I'd be watching Raw and I'd be sitting there going, all right, you know, when Stone Cold's going to come out and stun whoever happens to be in the ring. I mean, it seemed like that's how they ended Raw every week. And as as fresh and, and new and great, and he is an all-time great as Stone Cold was, after a while, it was like, Jesus, like every week. And, and that's the tough thing right now. You know, years ago... You didn't have to worry about that, you know. I mean, you, you go back and, you know, dare I say, but like Hulk Hogan, you know, he benefited from not having to be on TV each and every week, you know. Would the leg drop have really gotten stale really quick if you were watching him every week on Raw? You know, maybe. It's tougher now. It's a tougher business. Things get old quick, and you have to evolve as, as a character. So as much as I like what I'm seeing out of the Shield right now, and I don't think it's The Rock, but I would like to see something at least giving us the reasoning behind uh, why they're so hell-bent on thwarting the injustice in the WWE. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a payoff at some point as to... You know, they say that they're not working for anybody. Uh, I mean, it's blatantly obvious that they are working for somebody, um, we just have to find out who eventually that person is. Um, so at this rate, I think that um, that we'll find out eventually, probably within the next month or so, um, where the shield stands, who they're who they're who they're really working for. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, like you said, the payoff has got to be something, and and it's funny because. As they go forward, and that's part of the problem, you know, going week to week and, and having to come up with fresh programming every week, you know, the longer it goes, the bigger the payoff has to be. And and the longer it goes, the bigger the risk that the payoff is not going to satisfy wrestling fans. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that over the course of the next month or so, maybe even going into the rumble, which would actually make a lot of sense if somebody is behind the shield and let's just say all members of the shield and the secret leader are all in the rumble. Well, maybe that adds some intrigue to the Royal rumble. And that's something going forward that the commentators and I can talk about, you know, they have an unfair advantage because, the four of them are, are a team and they're all together, but then it adds intrigue. Like, you know, what if they're the last ones left? Are they going to get out of the ring for each other? Yada, yada, yada. Um, that could be intriguing going into the Rumble. Uh, but, you know, the payoff has is, is got to be big at, at this point. But uh, I like everything I'm seeing out of them. Um, you know, it's just, again, it's, it's amazing how, how quickly 
uh, things that are fresh can get old. Um, wow, we're getting close to the end of this show here. It's been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, again, I want to wish everyone a, a Merry Christmas and, and a healthy holiday. And uh, I'm going to go back over to the Facebook page right now. Uh, just because, you know, everyone wants, uh, you know, something for Christmas. And I thought, you know, why not ask our fans out there what you would want out of wrestling? If you had a Christmas wish for pro wrestling, what would you like? Uh, and Steve Off, again, first one on there, says, uh, WWE, TNA, ROH, opportunity that I deserve. Every wrestler's answer, LOL. <laughs> Michelle DeGee says, the Royal Rumble to get here. I got to agree. That's... Uh, I love going to WrestleMania, but uh, Royal Rumble, I think, is my favorite pay-per-view year in and year out. Justin Rosenbluth, wrestling fans to be happy for once. That might be the most outlandish wish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's wishful thinking. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we'll ever get that. Um, I think a lot of wrestling fans are very at home with, with complaining about what's going on, um, but that makes that's what makes the world go around. Uh, I try and happy a lot, but we got to talk about the good and the bad. But uh, that's Justin. He just wants the world to be a happier place, and that's that's nice around this this uh, time of year. Dave Solinsky says Hogan and Bischoff out of TNA. Our man Tony, less talk, more action. Uh, Vinny Walker says the Rock to layeth the smacketh down. Uh, Vladimir, just simply Caitlin. <laughs> Scott Greenbaum says, uh, for WrestleMania 30 to be in New Orleans. Um, you may get that wish. About how Vladimir, <laughs> I'm not going to read those. But, uh, yeah, Vladimir really wants Caitlin. And, uh, yeah, some comments going forward. Go to the Facebook page and read Christmas wishes. Uh, Facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy show. Um, it's a lot of Christmas wishes uh, going forward in the new year. And I'm just, you know, as this wrestling fan, as we're talking about all this stuff and, and just wrestling being in this huge state of flux and, and the WWE really, we are turning a corner right now to a new era uh, of WWE programming. I'm just hoping that it, it's good and they, they don't screw the pooch somewhere along the line because I, again, and you said it, Dave. Like I, I've, I'm always optimistic, and I always, you know, I look forward to WrestleMania. And I, and I don't know if I've ever looked so forward to the season. You know, if we can call it a season, I, I don't know if I've ever looked forward so much to see how the few months unfold. Um, you know, than I am right now. This is a real state of flux, and, and I don't know if I've ever been able to really put my finger on, you know, a, a moment, like looking back in wrestling where, like, you know, the changing of the guard really happened, and, you know, the ending of 2012, beginning of 2013, uh, the WWE, it's obvious that they said, you know what, we're, we're going young, and we're going to build new stars, and I just hope that, you know, going into the year, my Christmas wish is that, the writing gets it right and that we have as kick-ass a, a WrestleMania season as uh, it looks like it could be. And that would be my Christmas wish. And uh, what would yours be, Dave? Um, you know what? I, I would kind of agree with my brother in a sense, but then, like I said, that's wishful thinking. But if more than anything that I'd want 
as a wrestling fan is just to see, to, to really, I mean, to really see the youth movement, like, really go through, to have, like, you know, in WWE especially, to have them really, you know, really push these young guys that, that, that are ready and that they have some faith in or that they're, they're, they're kind of on the fence about, but, you know, really give these guys an opportunity because, you know, they're in a period where, you know, John Cena is, is – Apparently his era is coming to a close at some point, and they need to build for the future, and they need to start relying on some guys. And, uh, you know, I understand sometimes that they bring guys back to, to, to get a pay-per-view buy or to pop a rating or what have you, but I really just want them, excuse me, what a God, I just really want them to, you know, to, to, to have the faith in the talent that they have because they got some talented guys on that roster. And I think that, you know, I think that the sky's the limit right now for them is what they can do heading into 2013. I just want to see, you know, I mean, we're starting to see some of it, like championships meaning something, you know, like more of that consistency of improvement that we've been talking about over the past year going into next year is what I really want to see. I agree. And, like, use the veterans in a way to just put the the youth over. Um, You know, hopefully it all works out. But we've reached that time in our program. You guys know it. Here we go. The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. And here we go, the Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. And this is the portion of our program where... Uh, you know, we talk about what uh, in the week of wrestling kind of made us just nod to ourselves and say, you know, that worked, uh, that was good. Um, so we got we got like a couple, we got a few nods. We got a uh, we got one special nod and then uh, two uh, more wrestling related nods. And I'll, I'll let you start, Dave, with our uh, our first nod of approval. Uh, well, I I would have to go to just uh, you know the wrestling companies, the WWE and. Uh, TNA itself um, after what after the you know the tragic events of what took place in Newtown uh, last week, um, WWE opened up their TLC pay per view with um, Lillian Garcia asking um, everyone bow their head in a moment of silence as the bell tolls 26 times in in honor of uh, the, the victims of the Sandy Hook Elementary School tragedy and um, Thursday evening on Impact they. Um, they opened up Impact with um, with a graphic in the front of the screen of uh, of you know saying that TNA is you know thoughts uh, the entire company's thoughts and prayers are with those of the Newtown community. Um, I thought that was a very classy move on both 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 parts uh, for both companies, and uh, you know just um, just just, a, just another uh, you know way for uh, you know um, for uh, you know for wrestling fans to see that, you know, it's more than just a wrestling show that, you know, that, 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 that it's more than just, you know, a wrestling company that they care about people. And, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's affected, it's affected everybody, including them. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, and classy is the right word for it. I mean, uh, I didn't know what either company would do. Um, I didn't know if they would do anything. Um, you know, good for TNA, uh, you know, putting up a graphic to start the show, uh, you know, good for them to acknowledge it. Um, it has affected everybody. 
uh, obviously a class move by them. And, you know, I, I do, I got to commend the, the WWE. I mean, the 26 bells was just, uh, you know, a great way to, to, to remember, uh, to pay tribute to, uh, you know, I just thought it was a real classy way, um, to, to, to just do the right thing. And, uh, you know, good for them because, you know, neither company really had to do anything and obligated to do anything. And, uh, you know, especially with the WWE and a lot of kids are, are fans. And uh, I just thought it was a real class move. So good for them. Good for both companies. And uh, sad that it, it had to be done. And uh, but I thought both companies handled it uh, pretty well. Um, so that's our collective. Dave and I both agreed that that was a... Uh, you know, good move on their parts. Uh, but we wanted to kind of give also a uh, a wrestling, uh, more of a wrestling nod of approval. So, uh, and again, try and get back. Uh, it's been tough these past couple of weeks, you know, doing, you know, transitioning, uh, you know, into wrestling from uh, obviously the very serious and uh, horrible events uh, in Newtown. But uh, we're going to try once again to transition out of that. So, uh Dave, uh, as far as wrestling and uh, entertainment value, uh, who gets your nod of approval this week? Well, this week I'm going to have to give it to uh, to Ric Flair. Uh, Ric Flair made his return Monday night on Raw as a presenter at the Slammy Awards, um, and then he got into it uh, verbally with uh, with CM Punk, and uh, you know a little physicality there, um, mixed it up with Paul Heyman, and then he got into it with the Shield. Um, I just thought overall it was a good segment. It, you know, it was good to see him back on WWE television. As a matter of fact, I'll toot my own horn when I say that I told him personally in the bar in Atlanta that he needs to come home after I had offered to buy him a kamikaze shot, and he said, no way, brother, my wife will effing kill me. Um, <laughs> so toot toot on that one. Um, but it was just overall I just thought the segments were good. And as a matter of fact, you know, we, I just mentioned this youth movement, you know, and, and having the company rely on these young guys that are they're helping carry the load. Ric Flair's segments were the highest rated segments on the entire show of Raw Monday night. So that shows that the guy's still got drawing power at 62, 63 years old, however old he is. So, I mean, you know, Ric Flair. Just, just scrap the youth movement. Or, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I don't want to turn it into, you know, wheelchair wrestling because then, you know, <laughs> then, it, then it might get ugly. But, you know, Flair, Flair, Flair can contribute in some form or fashion. It doesn't have to mean an official match, you know what I mean, and him working a full-time schedule. I just thought it was cool to see him out there. And him working with, the, you know, him and Punk going back and forth. I mean, it was great. So Nature Boy gets my nod of approval. I agree with you. Well, there were good segments. It was good to see him back. Um, you know, uh, it's funny. Like we'll, we'll go. Like it's interesting that uh, you'll go the veteran route, and I'll go uh, youth movement because uh, Biggie Langston gets my nod of approval. I'm excited to see what this guy can do, and uh, he just he just looks like a badass. And I said earlier in the show, I, I like pairing him with Ziggler as like the muscle. Uh, I, I think it's you know. Again, we got to see what what the future holds for him. But but for right now, uh, I like what I see. I like just the look of him. He's he's a monster. Um, I, you know, potential. Uh, you know, star power right there. Uh, 
you know, a guy that, you know, if he confronted Ryback, it's uh, believable. Uh, I just, I, I like everything that I saw out of him. Uh, just looks strong as hell. He's got that, that superhuman quality. And, and I've always talked about, you know, I like, uh, you know, I like these guys, you know, the wrestling stars to be kind of larger than life. And, and he is. And it was, uh, the WWE did a great job at, at his debut, uh, making it dramatic, uh, uh, immediately putting it out there that, uh, you know, this guy's going to make an impact. Uh, so I, I like what I saw out of him. So, uh, you know, Big E's debut gets my nod of approval. And there you have it, Biggie Langston and Ric Flair. <laughs> The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. Well, there you have it. A tremendous show this evening. We're getting close to the end. Uh, had our nods out of the way. Of course, got to thank little Guido for being on, giving uh, an official response to Papa Don. He is ready to take on Papa Don at Extreme Rising in Philadelphia. If you need your tickets... Be sure to check out ExtremeRising.com. I said Guido is ready for you, Papa Don. I hope you're ready for Guido because he seems focused. Uh, and sometimes you got to be careful. I think you poke the bear. So uh, that promises to be a good match, a good card going forward. And you know what, uh, Dave, last show before Christmas. It's been a hell of a year. Next year, next year, next week, we'll be doing our year-end awards. Be sure to go to thekenreedyshow.com to vote for the awards. Uh, again, right now, we will have event of the year up, and then we're going to have match of the year on Wednesday. And during the show next week, you can vote for wrestler of the year. Be sure to go over to thekenreadyshow.com. Uh, Dave, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Ken. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to be on here. I'm glad you, uh, you, uh, you asked me to be a part of this. And, uh, it, it, it's been a fun ride, and I look forward to uh, to many more shows like this um, in, in the very near future. And glad glad you said yes to it. I mean, yeah, it's been it's been fun, and, and we keep growing. And again, uh, in this uh, tough time in the world right now, everyone, you know, have a safe, happy, merry Christmas. Uh, you know, keep those who are less fortunate in your thoughts this holiday season, but. Uh, Enjoy your families. Enjoy the time together. By all means, enjoy the gifts. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people in our listening audience will be getting uh, some wrestling DVDs and T-shirts and what have you. So uh, enjoy those. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, I found underneath my parents' bed the Hell in the Cell ring with two collectible Undertaker and Triple H action figures. So I can't wait to set that up and play in my living room while I watch Christmas Story. <laughs> That's awesome. That's I'm gonna end cool. the era on Christmas morning. I'll tell you that right now. Do you guys like all Christmas morning? Does the entire Rosenbluth clan come like running down the stairs and to get uh, your Christmas gifts? No, that wasn't like that. I mean, it was. I mean, it was like that when we were younger. But like now that we we've all grown in like you know abnormal sizes, like we might. <laughs> it, 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 that that's not really possible. Plus, but plus as I get older, I'm not really much of a morning person, so. Yeah, I'm not doing any running. You know, I'm, I'm I'm taking it slow, like Bobby Heenan would say when guys walk down to the ring at the Royal Rumble. I take my time before I get in there in that melee. <laughs> okay, that's how I do it. 
everybody's Christmas dreams come true and, and uh everyone gets what they want under their tree or in their stockings and uh thank you all for supporting us and listening in. Uh you know, for Dave, this is Ken and again have a very Merry Christmas and uh you know, we'll be here next week doing the show and uh check out yours truly on Friday nights on Me T V NWA on Fire and we got our live event coming up January 12th, so be sure to get your tickets for that. I will be in attendance, nwaonfire.com for your tickets. For Dave, I am Ken. Merry Christmas. Have a great, safe holiday. Until next week, take care, everybody. <laughs>